You're listening to the Speechy Side Up podcast, episode number 28. Today we are joined by none other than my co-host Kim. In this episode, we reflect on season one, what to expect in season two, and Kim has a big announcement to make. You're listening to the Speechy Side Up podcast with Kim and Vanita. Just two SLPs in a pod who love their field and supporting fellow SLP bosses. This podcast will cover the flip side of traditional speech and language therapy so you get inspired and learn from experts in the field. Here are your hosts. When they are not working together on their social book series, Lou Knows What to Do, Vanita can be found traveling or drinking matcha lattes. Kim can be found running marathons or fueling her coffee addiction to function as a mom to a preschooler and an infant. Together, they are serving up some informative and fun topics in Speechy Side Up. All right. Hey, everybody. Kim and Vanita here. Welcome to the Speechy Side Up podcast. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment. You can also follow us on Instagram at SpeechySideUp, S-P-E-E-C-H-I-E-S-I-D-E-U-P. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. All right. So hi, Kim. <laughs> like I said, we haven't done this podcast recording with just the two of us yeah. since episode two. And um, now we're on episode 27, which is crazy. This will be 28. Oh my gosh. And I remember like we were saying, I looked at a picture recently and it was like, this is just going to be a summer podcast yeah. series, so it's kind of crazy to think that we've already recorded 27 episodes, and we have interviews now booked out until April. Yeah. So it's all very exciting, and we have a lot of growth happening with the podcast, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of sad because you have an announcement to make, so I will let you go ahead and share it with our listeners. So... I'm actually shaking. I know, me too. <laughs> I'm shaking, really. Right, I didn't let's take expect... a drink of coffee. Yeah, let's first. take a coffee sip and uh, talk about this. Yeah. So but... I really wanted to kind of be brutally honest with everybody. <laughs> and, you know, you know a lot of the stuff that's been going on. But um, I'm going to be stepping away from Speechy Side Up, sadly. Um, we've had so many amazing times. And first and foremost, it has absolutely nothing to do <laughs> with Vanita and I's relationship because we've had such a great time doing all the things that we've done. Um, but I feel like, you know, there's so much um, in inauthenticity, I guess, on the internet. I really just want to be really honest about some of the things that I've struggled with over this last year um, to tell people. So, I mean, first off, we've it's come up on our podcasts. The balance of work-mom life has honestly just done me in <laughs> this year. I mean... I feel like I went into having a second baby really, really, really overconfident, if you will, I guess, because I felt like things were going really well with my son, you know, and and I was really loving mom life. And then second baby comes along and, oh my gosh, I have been so humbled because I thought I had it all figured out. And it's just so incredibly different having more than one. Um, My son was also an incredibly easy child um, and continues to be easy and just to make light of it my daughter is going to be one we just did this little wonder woman photo shoot that little warrior is exhausting me on a daily basis people (laughs) and um oh my gosh so I feel like I've really really struggled with mom life and and both splitting my attention with two kiddos and then also having a job in the schools and so then the extra time that was left over was kind of for speechy side up and 
first of all, when we started this, we did not start as, you know, a media company, a blog, a podcast. We started with let's write some books. And we did that when my son was a year old. So I'm really, I try as much as I can to be a kind of crunchy mama. And I'm really into like making my kids baby food and breastfeeding and all of that. But when we started Lou Knows What To Do, you know, I was already done with that first year, which is like the tough of like waking up in the middle of the night and the nursing and all of that. Whereas now I was kind of right in the thick of it and we had all this stuff going on, like a pretty well-developed blog um, by the time Elena came along. Uh, whew, it's just been so hard, you know? And she's also just a much more feistier <laughs> kiddo, which I guess they say happens with second babies and it's definitely, definitely true. So exercise caution people if you're thinking <laughs> about number two. Um, but also in that spirit of being crunchy, you know, I... When we started Lou Knows What To Do, there was no Snapchat. There was no Snapchat story. There was Instagram, but there was not Instagram stories. So over the course of time, there's been, you know, in order to become relevant on the internet, you really have to be updating your story all the time. And I was really struggling to be able to do that, especially because I like to have a lot of time where I'm not on my phone in front of the kiddos and I'm really engaged in their activities, partially because I also work during the day. So that time that I have with them, it's just so hard to split it. Um, and I feel like... What always happens is something loses. So if I'm having a week where everything went great with Speechy Side Up and I was able to get some articles done, um, you know, whatever book promotions, whatever we were doing, then that was a week that I felt like I did less with the kids and I would start to feel really guilty about it. Um, so going back, I want to rewind because I have a little bit of an interesting story to tell. And I feel like it's it's kind of my truth about some of the things that have going on that have affected me emotionally this year that you know about. Um, so this is really interesting, but when I was like eight or nine months pregnant last Christmas, my husband got me an Ancestry DNA kit. Um, I want to rewind one second and say that I have two amazing, amazing parents. I was adopted. My parents um, adopted me when I was very young and they're amazing. They're like my rock and my support system. They watch both my children when I'm at work and they are just the best grandparents really they and really truly. Yeah. like. You know, when I say like, you know how grandparents usually don't listen to parents? Like my parents really and truly do listen to parents. They are so amazing. Um, they even like, you know, get my kids the organic food and they don't give them the treats that I want them to have. And like, they, they're just phenomenal. Um, so this was like a very emotional process, but my husband gets me this Ancestry DNA kit and um, it connected me with someone. And right the day after Mother's Day, out of the blue, I got a Facebook message from my biological mother. And this kind of, just to give you a little bit of a timeline, I had Alina in February and Mother Mother's Day, you know, that was May. So she was about three months old. So for those of you that have had children, that three month period where you're like at the peak of your postpartum hormones and your hair is falling out and you're completely sleep deprived, all this stuff happens. And I, you know, start delving into this biological family that I found. And, you know, I heard a lot more about my personal story, which is what I wanted to talk about, which is just that I was in a lot of different foster scenarios as a young baby. And I feel like that put a lot of pieces into play for me because I, I see all these moms on Instagram and on the internet who are fantastic moms and business owners. And this happened with my son when he was a baby. And then I kind of got over it as he got older and was able to talk. And then I found myself happening with Elle. I have these like extreme attachment anxiety 
specifically with babies. And I don't know if it has a little bit to do with the nursing bond, but I definitely think it has to do with prior experiences because I've done a lot of research into it. And people who were in foster care or were adopted do sometimes have these, this anxiety and attachment to their children. And I honestly felt like the whole thing put me in a, a little bit of a spiral where like I was, I had this baby who is a little girl who actually looks exactly like me. And so now I'm like looking at this baby that looks exactly like me. And I'm kind of feeling all these emotions about like, what if I had to give her up for adoption? And I never had to see her again. And I just feel like it pushed me in like a really strange emotional place that further pulled on an already really taxed system, you know? Um, so between the mom life struggle and all this kind of emotional stuff that I've been sorting through, um, I know there's a lot of This Is Us fans out there and there's a line that Randall says at one point, you know, recently in a show that said like he didn't realize that, you know, being adopted defined his life until he got older, but it really did. And I feel so lucky that I, I you know, was with, am with such an amazing family, but I feel like this really did take a toll on me and, and like make me value the time I have with my kids even more and, you know, make me want to be close to them. Um, so that being said... It's just been hard and it was a hard decision to walk away from this, but I feel like this was something that Vanita and I were kind of talking about for a couple months. I feel like in the summer I brought it up like, hey, I'm really not feeling like I'm pulling my weight. And I think everybody who knows, you know, moms and women in general have this like open tabs of the internet in their brain all the time of like a checklist and it never ends. And um, I feel like that checklist just got bigger and bigger for me. And the more things that I saw that I wasn't accomplishing, the more I felt anxious and unsettled from it um and then that ultimately affects my mood and and my kids which being a mom is the most important thing to me um so it's just been hard it's been a difficult it's been a difficult year kind of going back and forth about what I wanted to do about this um but I'm so proud of what we built and I feel like we've had so many amazing times and it's not like I'm completely disappearing forever I'm still gonna come back on for podcasts but I just couldn't have the full commitment until my kids got a little older you know yeah Oh, let me take a sip of coffee. Yeah, <laughs> that was a lot. It is a lot. I teared up a little bit. And I feel like when we finally like had the conversation like between mm-hmm. you and I, I thought like, oh, it'd be like a weight off my shoulders. But I honestly left there and I text you. I'm like, that felt like a breakup. I know. <laughs> I know. I said that too. I went home and I cried about it. And I'm like, I didn't expect it to feel like a breakup. No, because um, like you said, we have been talking about it. And I think I was like, I just wanted to like hold on to it and like yeah. I, I like I said I I want the best for you but I know like you're making the best decision for you and your family mm-hmm. um and you know there's always an us in the future but yeah. I think like you said you're like kind of in the thick of it right now and of course like right after you have your baby I'm like Kim like we gotta do this and we yeah. gotta do that and like you know the stages of life that we're both in it's finally coming to like a forefront because I feel yeah. like we work together and then like I went to a different setting and we've kind of, we made it work. But like, I mean, to meet twice a week, we don't live close to each other. We live about yeah. 40 minutes away from each other. Um, the fact that you've like done this already for so long, it's just like shows the commitment that you've had to this. Oh. And like, I really, really love though, it. I like, don't I know really... that I could have done it. Um, and I don't think people like really understand like, how dedicated like you've been to it and how much like it's really meant and I think that's why like I hold on to it longer too because I'm like wow like she really 
you know, but when we had that conversation, I think like it was just kind of like, okay, this is what needs to happen, at least at this point in time. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Especially just because the hours that I keep, you know, I, I think most people know running is like so important to me. And now in order to like just fit it into my lifestyle, because that's like my form of therapy, I often, you know, people will see it on my Strava. I run at like 4.15 in the morning because I have to beat my kids out and they get up at 5 a.m. And then my day starts at that time and doesn't stop until bedtime. And I've been like um, falling asleep like shortly after my kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's, you know what is a testament to the fact that this is probably the right decision is during the holiday season, I was so swamped and I wasn't doing anything for speechy side up during this time. I've taken a noticeable step back from social media and like, it's so crazy to me because I think I felt even more overwhelmed just because of all the extra stuff you have to do with the holidays. Like people don't acknowledge how, how truly stressful it is, you know? Um, certainly, you know, I'm like a really big feminist, but I do feel like, and I've said this to my husband too, like I feel like sometimes we've shot ourselves in the foot because I don't understand how people are supposed to be able to do it all. You know, um, just working a full-time job, being a mom, you never get any time off, you know, like all of this stuff. Like, how are you supposed to fit it all in the day? It's still not something I figured out. I mean, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed to admit it, but I'm going to go there and tell you that I just took down my Christmas tree two days ago. It is, what is it? It's January 21st, people. Like, it was up for a full two months and it just so happened that, like, we had Christmas. We left for a trip to New York to visit family the day after Christmas. And uh, we were gone for about a week, came back. My son had 102 fever. We were on the plane traveling like that. That was just loads of fun. And um, then we came back and we were only there a couple of days and I had been training the whole year for the Disney marathon. And so we left to Orlando. So by the time we got back, I was like completely exhausted and we still had Christmas things everywhere. So. <laughs> well, I think like one thing that like really stuck out to me too is like we were talking yesterday and I, and I had to cancel yesterday because my flight got in like at 2 a.m. and I had a meeting at 8.30 and I was like, Kim, like I'm really sorry I'm exhausted, but I'm probably not as nearly as exhausted as you are. And you were like, Vanita, like this is not a comparison <laughs> yeah. of who's more exhausted. And I really, that like really stuck out to me because I think that you don't know what like someone else is going through and like until mm -hmm. you're in their position. And also like, I mean, you brought up, like, you didn't have to be that honest about, like, what's, you know, yeah. your personal life and, like, what you've gone through with foster care. And that may have a big part in why, like, you feel like that way, you know? I, I definitely think it has a, a really big part because I know, like, I don't really do things without my children. And, I, and I've gone through this with, like, good friends and friends who have backgrounds in counseling that have said, like, okay, well, people leave their kids all the time. What's the big deal? Like, it's, it's fine. You know, what do you think is going to happen when that when you leave your kids. Um, and the truth is like, I, you know, I don't even leave them with like babysitters. I leave them with like their dad or yeah. my parents. Like it's not people that, it's not that I'm afraid something's going to happen to them. It's like, I get this gripping anxiety. Um, literally like my, like a tightening in my chest, my stomach often feels sick. And I just feel like almost like I'm just like worried that they want me or don't know where I am or don't know that I'm coming back. Right. And it's not really Luke anymore. It's just Alina. But I can clearly remember being this way with Luke, too. And for that purpose, I literally make a once a month, maybe like speech happy hour. And you and that's like where I'll go and have a drink. And it's literally always across the street from my house because I don't even like leaving very far to like, oh, it's so crazy. Like, I know nothing's going to happen. 
but I can't stop myself from being anxious about it either. It's yeah. it's pretty bizarre, you know? And even like I look I look forward to our podcast. We've had a great time hosting them. I'm never upset like in the moment when we're here doing them. But then like the day will come of and I'm like anxious about leaving and, you know. Yeah. Something else that we don't talk about that has nothing to do with kids whatsoever is just that like I feel like when you're younger, the weekends are fun. And then when you're old, as you get older, like they become really about a lot more adulting just to get ready for the week. Yeah. Like, so each weekend I definitely have to food shop, cook a bunch of food to prep, you know, take my kids to church, Sunday school, this and that. That takes up pretty much a whole day. So then I only have the one day left over. And of course I'm looking to be like, what fun thing can I do with my children? Because I'm working all week. Right. <laughs> and so... Yeah, I mean, you work a full 40 hours a week. And then, you know, like I was saying just because we record the podcast on Sunday and Monday, yeah. like all the other days, you know, we were doing things related to it too. Like, and you know, again, we go back to how this started. It started off writing children's books and, mm-hmm. um, never imagined that it would like turn into a podcast and so much more. And like, there's not really any stopping at this point. The ball mm-hmm. is like rolling. Yeah. And so I think that was like, where, why we had to decide to like this is probably the best route to go so no, for sure. I hate to ask this because I feel like really selfish asking this but I just think it's important I'm sure other people are thinking it so do you think you'll come back on like some episodes no for sure <laughs> for sure I will be back on some episodes because I really did enjoy hosting the podcast and also to Elena's approaching one so it's becoming a little bit easier <laughs> to yeah. leave she knows I'm coming back and you know as she goes into being a toddler it'll be easier once she has some more communication skills you know yeah. it's just that commitment like of every week twice a week and yeah um, but we already have like the interviews lined up to April I just gave you the list so that's awesome. she's gonna let me know when she's available. I'm coming I promise <laughs> um so what do you think life without so much without having to like worry about so much work life balance is gonna be like you know what the crazy part is and uh, you know I think I just said something similar a couple minutes ago but like I didn't really do much in December and I struggled so much Mm -hmm. like and it was just the extra business that is the holidays and when you have the time to like sort that thing out so I guess I feel like Believe it or not, I'm still struggling because I still have another job that like is, you know, that I'm at several hours a day. And, um, you know, I just feel like things always happen. Like, you know, this I have coming up like my daughter's first birthday and her baptism. And I feel like I guess that's the point. Like there's always something that just throws a wrench in your system of like things going on. Case in point today, I came home and my dog was sick all over my house. And it was like I had to clean and clean and clean and then I started kind of gagging because it was all super gross and then I was like trying to get anything that was chemical based (laughs) away because the kids were coming in and it was just insanity so like I just feel like that stuff happens on a daily basis and I guess that's the funny part I think even without speechy side up I feel like I'm still going to be in this kind of overwhelmed state until my kids are just a teeny bit older and then from my understanding of like mom friends that are a little older (laughs) it's stress but it's just like different stress yeah you know um just different things to worry about yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me see. I was thinking, I forgot what I was going to ask. Oh, yeah. What is your, your favorite part of this journey so far? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because this has been like, it's almost four years now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think four years. Oh, my gosh. I mean, obviously, I feel like the joy of being able to like see a book series published is like, has yeah. to be up there because it's so thrilling. Um, And it's something I've really, really enjoyed doing. Um, but I think, uh, if, if it's not the, the Lou books, then it's just been like doing this podcast. Cause that has been so fun, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's been really enjoyable. And 
I've gotten to speak to some people who I so admire in the field and just, I feel like we can all learn something from each other. Yeah. And it's so cool that I've been able to just meet so many interesting, really phenomenal SLPs, you know? Mm-hmm. And I do want to say that too and put that out there because I know we have a lot of SLP moms. I'm not saying it's just our profession. I feel like therapist moms in general, I feel like there's like extra pressure because you spend so much time on child development and you spend all this time working with other people's kids that you feel like you have to give your own kids more, you know? And so because of that, that's been like a driving force as to why I almost have like a mental checklist in my head of things that I want to do every day. And it's, you know, spending time reading with my children, spending time like really playing. And like, I feel like SLPs are harder on ourselves as moms like because you feel like you have to do all these things with your kids the right way and you know whether it's feeding and just all this different stuff so I'm just like really like happy for you I'm not there yet (laughs) you know so like you know I'm looking forward to it too but um you know you're entitled to that and you know that makes you happy and this Mm -hmm. is like a very special time in your life like Elena's not even one yet you know we've got two more weeks yeah so yeah I feel like I'm trying to switch up my mode a little bit and like I read this article on Scary Mommy about like embracing the chaos (laughs) because I feel like sometimes when I get anxious it's like harder to be joyful with the kids and the whole point was that I wanted to do that but like I feel like anxiety can make you be maybe a little bit of a different person and like I definitely want to be able to embrace that joyfulness a little bit more, you know? So that could be like something you could, that Mm -hmm. could be like what it might be your like, um, now that you don't have to worry about work-life balance, like you'll have that time afterwards to embrace the chaos. That's, that's so true. Um, I actually have in, in the last two months, I want to say I've adopted a new policy in the afternoon with the kids this way, especially when I'm not worried about like trying to squeeze in some writing thing or squeeze in a little extra social media, something, or just something that I knew I was supposed to be doing. Um, I've been taking my kids to the park for two hours a day, several days a week, like at least four days a week. And I feel like I cannot even tell you like the difference in, in our family for it. I just feel like it's, I was always pretty committed to like, we have to go outside and we have to exercise, but then things just different periods with the baby throughout the year have been hard for me to stick to that, but we've really been enjoying it. And I feel like the family runs so much smoother with that. It's tiring in its own way, but we go from about three to five and the kids being outside puts them more rest, well rested. They come in and they're hungry. There's no arguing over who wants to eat vegetables. They just like, I put out a snack plate of vegetables. They eat that before dinner even comes out. And then I don't have to like fight with them about vegetables. And everyone's like tired and ready for bed when that time comes. So I feel like I'm definitely looking forward to embracing a little bit more, just like playing outside and not, you know, while I'm playing outside, not worrying about the things I have to do. Yeah, that makes sense. So. I mean, all like when you think about it, they're with your parents during the day, and I'm sure your parents like probably take them yeah. out and stuff. But then you can't would come home, and if we had yeah. something to do, it was like you know that had to be done during the time at the home. So it's mm-hmm. good that now you get to like go out and explore and yeah. just read and have like you know do those fun things when you get home to see them. Definitely, definitely. So, what are your plans for this year? Do you have like goals for this year cuz like we would typically at this point probably talk about like what are our business goals for yeah. this year, which we met a lot of them last year, which yeah. is like really incredible. Um despite like the challenges, yeah. you know? Definitely. Um, um You know, I think my plans for this year are just to, like, keep focusing on that joyfulness and kind of continue to develop um, better mom skills or continue to develop. Because, honestly, I feel like it's been harder to remain patient as um, when there's two, the noise level changes. And I feel like that it's the noise of, like baby two is is loud now child one is is louder to combat the baby and like it's easy to lose your patience in those moments so like working on just 
momming a little bit better. Um, and also, you know, continuing like my running, I just did a marathon. I'm, I'm going to step away from full marathons for the same reason that I'm stepping away from this. It's a tremendous drain on your life. If you're training for a full, you have to go out and run, you know, three to four hours at a time sometimes, or even two hours. And it's hard to leave the kids for that long. And then when you come in and you're sweaty and disgusting and tired, you take a shower and now you're starting over. Yeah. But now you're physically tired. So I feel like I'm looking forward to just running half marathons because those are my favorite distance and I don't really have to put in too much effort to do so. And just like some different speed goals this year. Um, just enjoying the kiddos, watching them grow. Yeah, <laughs> so, I love it. Yeah. It's like a lot of like self-care things. Yeah, exactly. That's good. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Well, we have I have a game for you. Yay! And I didn't give you um, the answers. So I wanted to do either like... Who said it? Kim or them? <laughs> or who said it, just in general? So I'm going to read, like, quotes from the podcast episodes. Okay. And you have to identify who said it. Okay. All oh, right? my gosh. So the first one is, push the envelope past good enough. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I don't think I said that. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh, I'm not sure. Hopefully this isn't, like, too hard. I know. Oh, my gosh. It's someone you admire who is really big in the area of core vocabulary. Oh, Gail Ventane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was one of my big highlights, too. Yeah. Her and Melanie Potok were just amazing. Yeah, they really were. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So here's the next one. This one's going to be hard, I think. If a child can relate to an activity, there is a greater engagement for learning. The funny thing is, I can't remember the person's name, but I can see their face yeah. <laughs> in front of me. So she has the name of a black and white animal. Oh, panda speech. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one's more recent. So if you can get oh this God. one, this just shows how much self-care time you need to take for self-care this year. All right. Is it motivating, meaningful, memorable? Oh, my God. Who do we just like? Do you remember? Who? MMM? No. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> so terrible. All right. It was um, Creative Speech Lab. Oh, my Audio. gosh. All right. Um, last one. Yes, Disney does shut down the ride when your child bought <laughs> on it. <laughs> Obviously, that was me yes. and the Finding Nemo ride people. We just went back over the weekend um, oh, for yeah. the marathon weekend. And I told my parents and they were like, oh, God, do you think it's going to happen again? And I was like, let's hope not. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you did OK. I did you OK. Your one. I was going to do the other one, too, that you said that was really funny. Um, if I saw my younger self in a dark alley, I'd punch her in the face. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, that was a classic one, too. But, oh, oh this gosh. is weird. Like, I feel like I'm interviewing you. I know. Like, it's not. Um, you know, thanks for, like, coming on and, like, being honest. And I'm just, like, really happy for you. Um, like I said, it felt like a breakup. And I teared up a couple times today but kept it together. Um, and I feel like thank you so much for being such an amazing partner and also so understanding. Just like a little funny side note, I just feel like you should never, ever judge people because you just don't know where you'll be um, later in life. And I actually had, I think we this came up on a podcast episode, but um, I had a private practice several years ago with a really good friend. We're still friends to this day. And I feel like she was at a period where her husband was deployed. Um, well, he was in the military and he was just in a different state. And uh, so she was there with her three kids. And I feel like I watched her struggle through that, running a business together. And I was like the you in that scenario where I was, 
you know, motivated and really energetic. And it was just so funny because I feel like I can clearly remember not being understanding when she had stuff come up with her kids. Like, well, what's the big deal? Like, as if it was a pet, like, just give it some water and leave it alone. And, you know, <laughs> and it's just like so funny because now I've told her this. I've literally been like, I'm such a jerk. I'm so sorry for all the times I was not understanding about like what mom life was like for you. And we've laughed about it now many times, but you know, I just feel like you never really made me feel that way. Um, I think it was more the voice in my head saying like, you're not good enough or this is so stressful or like you're not doing well enough, but you were always so, so gracious and understanding, so. Yeah, I was like, I felt like this was like a learning opportunity for me. And I was always, I was actually waiting out. Like I was like, well, I'm gonna get pregnant and I'm gonna have a kid yeah. and you know, we can, the tables will be turned, but it looks like that's not happening. <laughs> so, you know, and like this is growing more and more. And like I said, it finally yeah. came to a point where like we had to like talk about it, but yeah, I feel like you were kind of hard on yourself. And that's why I was like always trying to be like really supportive because like it was waves, you know, yeah. like it would, you know, really work out one week and then it would, wouldn't work out the next week. But, yeah, no, um, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. This <laughs> has been fun. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. It was definitely a really difficult one to record and I'm listening to it two weeks after the fact and it's still really hard to listen to and I'm just really happy though for Kim and her family because I think she's made the best decision and has prioritized the right things for what's important in her life right now and I think that we all struggle with wondering, you know, how do they do it all? How does this girl on Instagram do it all? Or how does this blogger do it all? Or how does my coworker seem to do it all? In fact, I actually met with one of my coworkers today who seems like she is doing it all. And I've been at my job for about three months now. And I really feel like I'm drowning. And I try to put all the systems in place and it's just not happening. So I wanted to meet with her to see if she had any tips and she did. She had some really great tips, but I was surprised to find out that some of the things I asked her about, she admitted that she still doesn't have a good system or that she still doesn't have control over it like she would. So I think that if we can just give ourselves grace and know that we're never going to have it all together. I think also we like to fill up our time. It's um, funny because I don't even have kids yet and I feel like I'm pulled in a million different directions and I always imagine like what will it be like when I actually do have kids and I'm sure it's just that that time is going to be filled in a different way. But I think the real takeaway from this episode is that when we are feeling like overwhelmed or pulled in a million different directions, we have to really sit down and to have a talk with ourselves and say, what is really important to me? What brings me joy? And for Kim, that was spending time with her family, um, you know, loving on them, being able to read them stories every night and go to the playground and not miss out on their childhood, which I think is so important. And I'm just at a different stage in my life right now. So for me, um, the things that bring me joy is this podcast and working on Speechy Side Up and connecting with all of our followers and listeners. So we just really, really thank you guys for all of your continued support. If you would like to see the video 
from this interview. It is on our Speechy Side Up pod Facebook group, and it will be up there indefinitely, so you can go over there and check it out. But thanks again, and we are, or I'm so ready, I would keep saying we, I am so ready to head into season two. We have some great interviews lined up, and I will catch you guys next week.